right, and welcome back to the Shardbreaker podcast. I am Midnight, your host, and I am here with Mythic. Oh, hey, what's up? And Darkness. Hey. And we did chapters 10 through 13 this week. Um, we had two routed chapters this time, based on just how, how it kind of ended up going. Hmm? <laughs> I said, who's routed? Uh-huh. It's Lord Spirit, obviously. Exactly. <laughs> um, so... Like we always get at the start of uh, every Rowden chapter, we got a new Aeon. This one is actually the Aeon that's in Serene's name, which is N.A., meaning wit or cleverness. Uh, and then we have, of course, Rowden's point of view. Uh, he and Galadon so are... very, very... Uh, was... My bad. I was turning my phone. I was turning my phone down and then, yeah. Okay. Oh. <laughs> uh... <laughs> So uh, he and Galadon are sneaking around, knowing that the gangs think that Rowden is starting his own gang. Anden's men had blocked him off from the gate area recently. Uh, it's known that they got away without injuries, but that Rowden had picked up a bruise on his arm at some point. Uh, Rowden also calls Galadon pessimistic, but Galadon insists that Dula are the most lighthearted and easygoing people. Yep, Galadon's uh, definitely lighthearted, easygoing. <laughs> really yep. exemplifies that. Um, but yeah, so Browdon kind of just ignores him on that, keeps moving, and notes that, uh, Maresh has made them leather shoes out of Galadon's book covers, uh, and they, they've lived up to Maresh's bragging about his, his skills. They're, they're good shoes, luckily. Um, at least they're not giving them blisters, because that would suck if they hadn't lived up to his expectations. So, uh, we then get a good look at the gate area, and see that there are three people being led into Atlantis that day. Uh, so Rowdon comes up with a plan to have Galadon lure away Shower's men, and then he pretends Galadon has the cure to being a Lantrian and has the three newcomers chase after him uh, and the men chasing Galadon. Uh, so what do you think about Rowdon tricking people into thinking he has a cure for being an Elantrian to get them with him? Yeah, it, was yeah, I mean, it was effective. <laughs> well, yeah, it was effective, but I mean, it kind of like worries you because, you know, it is a lie mm -hmm. and so. If they find out, well... Well, he does tell them it's a lie later, but... Well, yeah. yeah. And then explains that, you know, it was in their best interest. Yeah. It's still a little awkward, though, to, like, get their hopes up like that. I feel like you could get some yeah. sort of other lie. But I don't understand how they can just, like, follow him as, like, loyal as they are even after that lie. Because he is very persuasive. Exactly. So, like, I don't know if you do it, but I get on edge when there's a very persuasive person around. I mean, yeah, kind of. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I can understand what you're saying, but he's very persuasive, so they're going to listen to him. I mean, who else are they going to listen to? The people who are about to kill him? <laughs> I mean, they can't die, but you know. I, mean, I don't know. I think like we they can't hear all the bag shuffling and chips and stuff. <laughs> just see her where. Wait, what? I... It sounded like you were, like, moving and, like, eating chips. No. I... Maybe because I moved my mic? Uh, oh, maybe. Wait. I don't know. Yeah. It definitely sounded like chip chewing to me. Oh, oh sorry. Okay. Or is that darkness? <laughs> I did that noise just now. Okay. <laughs> On purpose. Um, but no, it was not me. Okay, sorry. I, I just... Uh, go ahead. What were you saying, darkness? I forgot. <laughs> sorry! I didn't mean to interrupt. It was just... <laughs> there was a lot of noise uh, for a moment there. Yeah, no, I forgot. <laughs> It's okay. We can That's move my on. bad. That's well, my bad. I mean, what we were talking about was that uh, Rowden uh, is a very persuasive person, and uh, he kind of has to be 
in order to do his plan of, you know, whatever it is. Uh, and having these people believe him, I mean, they don't have much else to go on. These other people would have hurt them. Not that they know that because they just got here. But, I mean, I think given after he tells them that, it's kind of the best option to stick with him since yeah. he's he, he might not be the most trustworthy, but he is like he hasn't hurt them. Yeah, he's not actively like beating them up or like yeah <laughs> taking all their shit and leaving them for dead. Yeah, he also yeah. didn't for, he also didn't force them to go with him. He persuaded them to go with him. So that's I of action. That's the way of forcing them because of manipulation. But I mean, is it? yeah, is it? Does it? I mean, are you forced to be here, Darkness? Yeah, really. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's holding my family hostage. <laughs> I guess you don't have a family. You're right, I'm an orphan. <laughs> no. She's holding my, my orphanage hostage. Why do yeah, you care? Sure. <laughs> You're right, I burnt that shit now. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> so we then skip to the three newcomers introducing themselves. First we meet first we meet Mare, a housewife who can weave. Then there is Real, a man who worked building uh, worked building things on a plantation. And then before the final man says his name, he asks for an expl- explanation, which Maresh gives in a very over-the-top way. Apparently he's just, like, very dramatic and, like, over-the-top and things. Um, and so then the final man introduces himself as Saolin, who is a guard for Count Eondel. Uh, and Rowden says he wants Saolin to keep an eye out for the group as he is gaining enemies. Uh, then he tells Marin Rail that he wants them to rebuild the roof uh, of the building they are in, as it's the least degenerated uh sorry degraded building he has found he then has Maresh explain to them about how injuries won't heal and allows them to share the uh the food between the four of them and after taking a couple of things uh and then Galadon gets back without any in- injuries luckily which he's I don't think he's too happy with Rowden's plan he's like I didn't want to be running around um and he tricked Shower's men by leading them into a building with broken steps and throwing rocks onto the roof to make them think he was up there, kind of like what they had done last time. And so he's like, I think they're probably like still sitting around for a bit, <laughs> waiting for me to come down. Super, super smart. Yeah. Uh, and Rowden then gives Galadon a loaf of bread, which he tries to split with Rowden, but Rowden refuses it. And Galadon then notes that Rowden has given the others important duties and said Rowden is forming his own gang. Uh, what do you think? Why do you think Rowden refuses to eat some of the bread? I think he's just trying to see how long he can last. Mm, I think he's punishing himself or something. Interesting. I feel like he thinks it'd be better to give it to the other people than just himself. Because he can last. So. Mm. Um, also, when I heard that one woman say that she can wait, like, you know, uh, uh, I was thinking, like, what if she, like, commits a couple mistakes here and there, and then that needle just pokes her, and then, like, that's there forever. Oh, gosh. And it, and it just keeps happening. Take up knitting instead. The knitting needles won't hurt you. <laughs> Yeah, no, because imagine, like, the mistakes she makes and just, like, multiple needles on your, uh, your fingertips and stuff. I would hate it. Well, she's not she's not weaving right now anyway. She's building a roof, which sounds even mm. more dangerous, because imagine if you fall through the roof. A lot, yeah. <laughs> mm. Or hurt yourself with one of the nails. Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Well, we like, learned later they're like, not I mean, really... But... I don't know if they're mm-hmm. using nails. <laughs> You're right, I forgot. They have, like, no fucking supplies there, too. Yeah, they've got, like, nothing, dude. Except for what they can scavenge and find. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully they'll build Elantris to back to its, what it was in its glory. <laughs> I don't know if it'll ever be as good as its glory. They they don't have, like, <laughs> light pouring out of the walls like it used to. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, 
maybe Rowden or somebody else will figure out how to use the magic again, and then they can build it back to their glory. Maybe. So Rowden then explains uh, that he feels people need meaning in their lives, uh, and it will give them hope and purpose. Galadon replies that the other gangs won't allow him to keep just taking all the new offerings, which Rowden says he'll have to be ready for, and this place will be his base. Uh, so do you think Rowden's plan to give the people of Elantra's purpose will, will work in improving them? Yes. You think working's better than just sitting on the streets, crying? Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> I think if you give them a stable reason to do so, yeah. Mm-hmm. If they can rebuild Elantris to even just a small fraction of what it was, and make this worth living in, I, mean, I feel like everybody should want that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you won't think about your pain as much as you live in a nice, beautiful building, and you have like a little bit of work to do, you have people to talk to. You're not surviving... Yeah, you're not just on survival mode. <laughs> you're not surviving day-to-day being attacked by people. Yep. Uh, so Galadon then explains how this place was a Karathi church, and the Lantrians had built a grand Karathi temple as a sign of friendship to the people of Teod, and they didn't care if people worshipped other religions. Uh, Gal- Rowden notes that Galadon knows a lot about Elantris, and Galadon asks why Rowden doesn't know more, considering he grew up in Kay. Uh, Galadon and Rowden then are... Uh, then moved to be spying on Andon, who apparently is wearing a fake mustache because you can't have hair as an Elantrian. He's just got this huge fake mustache on. <clears throat> I think they say it's like trailing down his face. Sorry, I just had to cough there. Um, <coughs> I'm just dying. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, she's, just a, she's just a little corrupted, guys. I guess we're shoving her into Elantris. No, yep. <laughs> it's not the show. So she loses all her hair. No. Rowden uh, recognizes Andon as Tan, one of Kay's finest sculptors. Currently, Tan is apparently blubbering incoherently to his followers. Galadon notes that it said that his insanity was a conscious decision. He also tells Galadon that Tan was a sculptor. Uh, they leave as Galadon tells Rowden that Andon does mock trials and executions to people sometimes, so he doesn't want to get caught by him. Uh, so what do you think about Tan, a.k.a. Andon? Executions are fun. <laughs> Okay. Is it really yeah. an execution when you can't die? You know, that, that makes that, that does make me wonder though. If you cut off an Elantrian's head or whatever, you know, one of these whatever the shroud shroud what, what what's it called again? The shroud. Yeah, the shroud. Uh, if you cut off a head, what part stays alive, the body or the head? I'm not sure. Because if it's the head, man, I would have a plethora of heads. Also, would would the person stay like screaming? I don't know, because you don't have pain. lungs. You don't have lungs, so I don't know if they could say anything. Mm-hmm. But they still have a brain, so they might still be, like, conscious. In They're in pain, but they're not able to scream the pain. Yeah. Also makes me wonder, like, if you just chopped off people's legs, they can't move, or they can't run away. They can't well, do I'm... anything anymore. Oh I mean, so, so all these people that are, like, trying to hunt people down and stuff like that, if you just tricked them into running into a corridor that had some, you know, nice piano wire... Uh, it sliced through their legs. All right, well, you don't have to worry about them anymore. Well, I think not even just would... chopping off their legs. I think you would also just cause them so much pain they would just become a hoed. <laughs> also, I I think you just do that with normal people. So. Uh, yes, but the problem is that like normal people would usually just bleed out, give them enough damage. Okay, these people don't die. They can't go into like basically stop. whimpering messes where they don't do anything else. And if we could do that to all the faction leaders, you'd be the leader of the whole place. And then, you know, you could do whatever you wanted, your dream and everything. I would be a terrible person. You would. Please never make Mythic an Elantrian. <laughs> it sucks. Oh, it God. Sucks that you can't really burn the city down. 
because of how wet the wood is. Yep, everything's uh, wet and Because I was like, why don't you set the place on fire? Like, nope. <laughs> it, when it comes to later, when he's talking to the guards, that part, I was like, man, I would be terrible. I'd be a terrible person to be like, hey, guys, I'm right here. And somehow I got out, but, you know. Give right, me a hug. Me back in. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> kind of idiot, like, oh, I would be terrible. Oh my god! I would have acted more infected and just started coughing all over them. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty. It was pretty funny. Coughing with but... rasping breath, like rasping like boys and everything. Be like, I'm dying. Let me <laughs> back in. <laughs> the air out here is toxic. <laughs> I need my slime. <laughs> need the sludge of Elantris. <laughs> The sludge is what keeps them going secretly. Yeah, that's that's what's keeping them alive. Um, so yeah, so then Rowden then admits that he would have known if Andon was a real Baron or not, and Galadin ends up piecing together everything mm. and realizing who Rowden is. Uh, Rowden requests that Galadin keep his identity a secret from the others, as he doesn't want them following him out of patriotic patriotic obligation. I mean, um, it's only him. He's the only one that's ever going to know who he is, right? Yeah, for sure. Nobody ever figures it out. Um, but do you think Radon's gonna be able to keep his identity secret from his group? No. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> this man literally might as well just walk around and be like, Hi guys, I'm Radon. He didn't even try it. He doesn't even have, like, a mask on or anything. I mean, he can't well, the be... shout is, like, they, it makes yeah, it they, look they don't technically different. realize who he is, because I feel like later the guards would have known who he was. <laughs> Yeah, it, it you look different enough because of the lack yeah. of hair and the blotchy skin that, like, unless you really knew the person and, like, really looked closely, it, it seemed pretty difficult to tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. cool. So. <laughs> I mean, I agree with you. I agree with you. I would ask, I would 100% ask somebody to fashion me a mask, but it would probably be, like, a skull mask or something, so I could incite <laughs> fear in people. Oh, my gosh. I would have just ripped part, apart one of my, like... Oh, you, you're right! We could, you could just walk up to one of these dead people and rip their face off! No! Oh my god! And that could be your mask. Oh my gosh! What if it's just twitching on your face? Oh no! Oh, even better, even better. Then I could be known as the Twitching King. <laughs> it's like a massage for your face. Oh my god. And then, and then, and then... No, wait, 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 no, you make yourself body armor out of the skin of someone else so that you Uh, don't get pierced by anything or bruised easily. Yeah, I can take their muscle, I can take their, I I can take their muscles and pack them against myself and tie them, tie the muscles with my, with their skin so that they're just, it's like body armor on me. Oh, man, and then I'd never be hurt. I'd go in to fight everybody. The bones, the bones are like claws and stuff. And like tools, yeah, they can be made with weapons. Tools. They're pretty sturdy. Yeah, man. We're, 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 already, we're already figuring this out. We're going to oh rule Elantris. We're going to scare away we're all our listeners. <laughs> we're going to scare away all of our Spotify listeners. Nah. <laughs> it's if just going to be Mythic Brother listening to us. If this, if this book doesn't like put everybody to sleep, I mean... No. People... Serena, yeah. Serena. Yeah, she's taking notes down right now. Uh-huh, yeah, she's, she's going to burst into Elantris and be like, I, I, I have the ideas. I want this to continue, Darkness. Every, every book, you've got to have one character who you just say yep. is listening to the podcast every yep. single book. That's what I'm doing. we got Siri, then Serena, and then we'll 
eventually find out who in Mistborn is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mid Midnight, who in Mistborn is going to be listening I to I don't a know. I don't know who Darkness I'll is going to choose. Name. Give us a name. Who do you think? I, uh, what is it about Syrian Serenity that makes you think that, Darkness? Well, they're not really supposed to be there. You think it's the fact? Okay, so they're, so the, they're the ones trying to learn the outcast. outcast. They, they're the outcasts? Is that what you're saying? Like, they're not supposed to be in the place they're at? Essentially, uh... who else would want to take notes there? I mean, I think Serene was supposed to be there. Like, yeah, she's but, marrying this man. I I mean, like... The fact that he said she got there early, like, she probably wouldn't have ended up... It sounds like it wouldn't, she might not have ended up coming if she hadn't arrived early. It's more of the fact that, like... How do I say it? It's like, they're not in the situation they expected themselves to be. Like, they're not supposed to mm. be there, like, how it is. So I'm like, they gotta learn how to deal with stuff on their own now. Which means they're definitely gonna okay. want to know how to do stuff. I, th I mean... It for characters that are put into situations that they weren't expecting then, I'd say the most likely character for Mistborn is going to be the main character named Vin, who's also a girl. Man, it's oh. going to be a female <laughs> listening to this podcast every time, huh? That, that's also a thing I take into account, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, no, Vin, Vin ends up with a... Without, I mean, like, it's not really going to be any spoilers, but Vin ends up with a, a, I just, a group I want that you guys to... she wasn't expecting to be with. So. Oh. It's not a spoiler. Okay. I, I, I want you guys to just Sounds think like about a spoiler. this. It's really I, want, I want you to think about this. What if it's the fathers listening? Oh. The fa Which fathers? It depends. Like, uh, I'm a series I father in... Okay, I'm say Because so far, I don't have any problem with Serenity's father yet. I mean, yeah, no, I've heard about the king, like, where they're at. I and then, uh, Yeah. I, 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 got, I, got a, I got a small... I got a small... Uh, Tiss with Serenity's <laughs> uncle. Was that what his name? Is? I think he's an uncle, right? Yeah, that guy. I have a small issue with him. But oh, I do you? I don't really like him. Yeah, yeah. The man, the man who said, "Yeah, you could come into this meeting," and then you know, straight up like badmouth her. Nah, fuck you, man. <laughs> Did he badmouth her? I don't remember him badmouthing her. I, I don't really like him in general or his family. Okay, interesting. We'll get into that on Serenity's chapter, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, we should get back to this chapter. Yeah. We're going off on tangents. <laughs> well, I mean, you did say earlier before that you know we don't go on enough tangents, so <laughs> like we we we, we want to boost the amount of time that these podcasts take. So. <laughs> I do want to make it clear that since the book, the first book we read, uh, we're bigger. Mm -hmm. I still have like um, anxiety towards trusting people, so because <laughs> of um, uh, dents and stuff. Yeah, so I think uh, that would do. What's the same again? The one that's with Rowden? Uh, Galadon? Uh-huh. Oh yeah, he's hiding definitely something big, right? Well, yeah. That's gonna fucking hurt him, in a way. Oh. Well, actually, before you get not. into that, I was gonna say right here, because we get right into my next paragraph here, where, uh, uh, Galadon says that he was a farmer and an orchard keeper, that he thought not having to, because he thought not having to replant every year would be easier. But Rowden doesn't fully believe him, but says he does for now. Um, mm -hmm. and then Rowden asks about children, and Galadon says he doubts that they last long, but, yeah, do you, do you believe that Galadon is an orchard farmer? No, Or are you suspicious like Rowden? I believe he could have been involved in that, in a way. So he's not, like, entirely telling a lie. Mm -hmm. But I don't believe that that's his, like, whole thing. Like, maybe it's, like, Rowden a, seems like, to think he's, like, hobby. way too, like, well-educated for a farmer. I think he was an Elantrian. Ooh. I think, yeah, I was gonna say, I think he's been living far longer than, like, basically. Yeah, you guys I think he was an original Lantern. Yeah. Interesting. I definitely think he was, 
He was there, he's been there since the start. Interesting. So then do you think he that's how he knew that seller with the books? It was like a friend of his or something, mm-hmm. the seller that was? What if he is the Elanchet Mountain? Well, you think he would know what's in the books then? Because he, he seems just as frustrated at, with Rowden later about going trying to go through those books. Yeah. So I I think if he was an Elantrian, that, that at least isn't his seller, but it may be why he knew of it. Um, or what if he's just like a descendant of them? Can they even like? Oh, I don't even know how that works. I'm not oh sure. Can, we have wait, no. Inf- can the shroud? Can the shroud have uh, children? Uh, well, we know that the current Elantrians cannot, because I don't think they would even be able to to have sex or like, because they they don't like age or do anything. Like their bodies don't work. I don't know. We don't know anything about the past Elantrians if they could ever not. But it's definitely I mean, possible that someone would have had a kid and then become an Elantrian, because we know that it doesn't discriminate by like age or anything. But but the thing is though, right? You say their bodies don't work, but they do. They can walk around. They can do all this. They can think. Yeah, but their talk, blood doesn't do move. That. So I'm assuming things like semen and babies wouldn't work. So I'm assuming they can <laughs> fuck, but they can't. Like you know, <laughs> I don't even know if they could like. Right. Yeah. Right. If blood doesn't work, fuck. they can't. Yeah. Like they. Well, don't, they, either that or this man has to be in it within a constant erection for like ever. <laughs> Like always. Yeah, because blood doesn't work. So both for like the women and for the men, like th- things God, aren't I working. I can only down imagine. <laughs> can only imagine if a man died mid erection. Oh God. And he, he just could never get it to go down. That's oh, like a no. whole four hour like call after four hours. Oh my God. The, the, the only good thing about uh, having the shout hit is you never have a period ever again as a woman. <laughs> it's the, is that one the good only thing. good thing. The only it's good. The only good thing. thing? I don't know. It seems pretty shitty. Otherwise, everything else. What if you die in your period, though? I don't know if you oh keep bleeding because your blood doesn't if, work. Yeah, but no, but what if you had the cramps forever? forever. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I would kill myself instantly. <laughs> but wow. you can't, you're dead. You're dead. <laughs> I would burn myself alive and hope that it kills me. <laughs> hey, if you even out the pain, it won't even matter. I wouldn't last I mean, the year. I'd be like, no, a weekend, I'd become a hoed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You have, that, you have that bad of cramping, huh? Yo, I take medication specifically for it. Oh, mm. it's great. <laughs> anyway, <And> medication. <laughs> you got on a nice tangent right there. <laughs> it's interesting. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, it is it is a good idea though. It is a good thought pattern of like what would happen if these things were happening. But yeah, I don't I don't hurt, think they could have like, babies or anything. If they got hurt before they became shroud or whatever, uh, like what would they feel the pain from before like, yeah you know. i i think it would have to be like you're feeling pain in the moment the transformation happens and what happens in that case mm-hmm. right i'm also wondering how like transplants would work and if they would work you mean like organ transplants or something yeah or like just in general like yeah i don't know first of all i don't know if they have the technology to do an organ transplant uh, you don't really i mean i mean like, you don't need you don't need technology just fucking Slice them down the stomach. Pull, yeah. pull organs out and replace yours. Uh, but second of all, like I don't know yet if that organ would still be alive and then just die off because it's not getting any like thing from your body, or if it no. would uh, actually like become part of you. Wait, but you wouldn't even really need it. Yeah, you don't need it. You don't need your organs. You could slice out all your organs and be fine. <laughs> I think. I mean, if you're dead already, yeah. The problem is that that cut, that incision would be yeah, that's the forever. issue. And I don't know if like anesthetics or anything would work on you, because hmm. otherwise, like I feel like everyone would just be asking for anesthetic all the time, so they just never feel the pain. <laughs> you just grow like a whole anesthetic. Form. I wonder. Wait. So wait. If they're if they don't their bodies don't work, 
like that, right? Why do they get hungry then? And feel pain. Why do they feel pain? Oh, I mean, the pain, the pain I can understand a little more because the brain is still functioning. But the but hunger the part, is, I don't understand right? that. I think Maybe the hunger the... might be like just a thing the the brain's making you feel hungry, even though you're not. Because they say no matter how much you eat, the pain from hunger doesn't go away. So I think it's more a psychological thing that your brain is feeling more than like actually being like needing nutrients. Wait, so why don't, why don't they just destroy the brain? Well, because I think then you wouldn't be able to feel anymore. Well, I mean, I mean, exactly. wasn't that, yeah, well, wasn't that the, uh, what happened, that kid in the alleyway, though? But he got, like, his head got smashed in, and he was still alive. He was still, he was still, well, I think he was basically, like, um, like, we don't know if he's actually, like, thinking anymore. He might just be, like, brain dead. But he's still alive. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying you're still going to be alive. But, like, it's just, do, do you actually, are you conscious or feel anything, technically? Oh, God, man. I'm, they're so lucky that I'm not in, a, in this. Nick <laughs> <God. laughs> like a mad scientist. So bad. I would. I would be literally like, what would happen if I lobotomized you? Would you still be able to live? <laughs> Let me suck your brains out. <laughs> oh, my oh, gosh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> what, what would it taste like if I ate your insides instead of your outside? No. Okay. Apparently, very uh, what's it called? Hmm? Uh, bitter. You know, yeah. Yeah, they mm -hmm. they say it's like very bitter. To, at least eat the flesh. I don't know if they've tried the innards. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, man, I wonder what this heart would taste like as it still beats in my hand. But it doesn't beat. The heart still beats. <laughs> You're making it beat. Mm -hmm. um, squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. Yeah. squeeze. <laughs> All right. Um. So. To, to finish off this chapter, uh, they see a Seon appear, which Rowden recognizes as his Seon, Ian. He holds out his hand, and Ian floats above it for a moment before floating off. He notes that the Aeon in the center looks weak and faded in places like the blotched skin of the Elantrians. Uh, Rowden holds out his hand again a second time, and Ian again floats to it and then floats away. I think he, like, bounces off a wall. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, I thought about it, like, them hitting, like, their face on the wall repeatedly. Yeah, and then Rowan isn't sure if Ian recognizes him or just the gesture. So, what do you think about the blotch on Ian's Ian E? I can't speak. Ian's Aeon, like a tongue twister. Ian's Aeon. <laughs> it's also got the shroud. Hmm. Maybe it just like has to be rewritten. Hmm. But the fact that they're obviously affected by the shroud as well, like it kind of like, what do you think that says about their relationship with their master? And also, what does it say about like Seon's? Like, if you became a full Elantrian, what do you think would happen to the Seans? What do you mean by full Elantrian? Well, like, like the old Elantrians, like, before, like, when they actually, like, properly transformed instead of becoming this. So, you see, that question right there, big hint on what's gonna happen. No, there's yeah. no hint! I'm just saying, what do you think would no, happen to a Seans? No, you see that right? reaction right, right there? Right, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> we just keep looking into her, not the book. No, because she wouldn't be talking about, like, what happens to them if oh, they a true? Yeah, like who? Who would use the words "true Elantrian"? Mm -hmm. Let me Google this real quick. No, you can't no. Google. See that reaction right there. <laughs> you can't, any googling, whether your ideas are false or not, is going to give you information. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. Like I told Squashy last night, Darkness. Don't look shit up. What did Squashy oh, what? up? <laughs> well, well, well. Last night, because Squashy's been watching One Piece, he looked up some stupid oh. little art, and it completely like told him something he should not have known yet and it was something that i was vividly trying to keep out of his mind you see like, what I, yeah you see why i tell you guys now you understand but like, like you can't look up anything you can't even look up art of like warbreaker because who knows if people did uh -huh. like some sort of weird crossover art like i don't want anything spoiled i mean i i, I looked up art or not art but like scenes from warbreaker oh, gosh. a moment after we were done 
because <laughs> I wanted to see some of these scenes in like pictures if they actually had them. But I mean, in all honesty, in all honesty, that was before we started reading Elantris, and I had no idea what Elantris was. So if I did accidentally see a picture that kind of coalesced them together, I would not know anything about it. But I haven't looked anything up on Warbreaker uh, since, so I'll probably do the same thing with Elantris at the end <laughs> to, look, to look up all these things. I have a list of things I want to look up. So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Remember, there's, like, there's a Lan- there's a Lantris short stories like. though, so like you have to wait till after we do the short said stories. Said we're done with Yeah, I said we're done Lantris. Okay, but yeah, because there's yeah. like Lantris, and then there's like a short story that's from like a different character's POV during this book, and then there's also another story that's on a different part of uh, the planet that mm. like relates to this. Wait, there's more places on this planet? <gasps> yeah, it's a different, completely different country. It's what not just it's just not just these two places. It's not just Teod, Aralon, and Fjordal. <laughs> Wait, does that mean there's more places on Warbreaker too? And Warbreaker too? I don't know. Well, yeah, they have that other kingdom. No, yeah, I mean, they... besides that, like I mean, there, there are, are so many. They mentioned a planet in the in the yeah in the in the in the. In the they mentioned like early in Warbreaker, like about in like in the marketplace, how there's like a whole bunch of different. They mentioned people from like a whole bunch of different countries that are like then never mentioned again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Trade and also stuff. the fact that they did come across the sea, and also uh, the fact that they are going to that one place to defeat that one dude. Kuth and Kuth. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean we'll never see it, so we'll never get to know what happened to Vasher and uh, and Vivenna. Mm-hmm. Never. Never. Okay. Sad anyway, sad day. Um, yeah. Do you have any other thoughts on uh the Aeon and stuff? But uh, sorry, the Aeon. They're, they're just big balls of light. Give me a moment. Oh, okay. a moment? Just a moment? How long is a moment? I don't know. It depends on, I guess, your moment okay. in time. Good. Anyway, darkness. That was a moment. <laughs> darkness. Darkness. You you ruined our moment. <laughs> anyway, what was the? What were we talking about? Uh, I was asking if you had any more thoughts on the on. The seon and- yeah they're all dead they're all going to die you know okay and then wait, they're going to disappear wait, and we're, then- do- we're doing a say se- we're doing a seance i love those you got your ouija board out always i also love those let's let's talk let's talk to Ra- raiden raiden <laughs> no let's Ryden. talk to raiden Ryden. <laughs> uh anyway uh, so no like you did ask about like the true form or whatever right well yeah, i asked I about like yeah what, what, talking, what do you think like, you the plot i'll be right back on the blotch oh. on the on Ian's Aeon means like does that mean like they like something happens to them if like like before the shout happens where like when their master became an Elantri and did they something happen to them as well and uh things like that. Well I mean I don't know. I feel like I don't I don't I feel like they wouldn't like necessarily be too affected by the uh transformation into like a quote unquote true Elantrian, right? Mm. More because I feel like it, they come from them originally, like they're created by them. Mm. Um, what if, what if all these people that are changing are actually like descendants of like Trilentrians? Interesting. And that's why they're being picked, and people think they're being being picked randomly. So, how far back though would you think that uh, Rowden's like reach goes back then? Because obviously his his parents aren't. Yeah, I, I'm assuming it could be like. You know, dormant genes and stuff like that. Because mm, the ASV Atlantis has been around for a long time. Yeah. Um, do we know who had uh, his, uh, what's it called? Eh, 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 the, the light ball. <laughs> his Seon? Darkness? Sorry. Um, what was the? Oh, yeah. We don't know who, who had the previous one, do we? Like his, No, we yeah. don't know who passed on his Seon to him. We just know that it was given to him as a child. 
I doubt it would be the father. Yeah, it probably was from so, his mother's side. Like, it could have been his mom, just like Serena got hers from her mom. We don't know. Exactly, which, I mean, it, it would make sense. I mean, all the characters that are, like, falling into that possibility. Like, so I have, like, this read that could tie into that, where, like, the person getting the seon mm. is kind of, like, what triggers it. <clears throat> Interesting. Yeah. Because I'm assuming if they do come from, like, like the actual Elantrian people, like, created by the Elantrian people, they're passed down into, like, their generation. Because they seem to be passed on to people who really, they, you know, care for them. So, Interesting. Like, yeah. I think it's all tied up, you know. I see. Like, I see. Descendants to descendants. And then, yeah. That's an interesting theory, for sure. Like that. Or it could be completely unrelated, and they're just <laughs> random bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, I'm back from Elantris with my bone weapons and my skin. I see, I see. Yeah. All right. Because I like to wear my human skin on the outside. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're gonna go into chapter eleven then. Okay. So oh sorry. wow, that, that was all of ten. Oh, yeah, God. that's why I was saying we were going on so many tangents. That was only chapter the first chapter. To be fair, the first chapter was pretty long. Yeah. So was the last chapter. Serenity's so chapters it? are usually the longest, honestly. I skimmed through like so much of it because I didn't want to skimmed. Oh, it's because I didn't want to hear this stupid political shit. <laughs> like I got, I I did read it, but I just. Uh... All right, so we go to Serenity's point of view. Uh, she's at Kin's house waiting for the meeting. Lucal is upset that only five of the normal thirty men have come. Uh, Kin is making food for the group, and a man named Iandel states is the only reason he showed up. Uh, he's the man that Saolin worked for. Uh, which was mentioned around his chapter. He owns a plantation and a personal guard. Uh, there's also Baron Shudin, who is Jindoese and runs the Jindoese trade routes. Kin then makes a note that Serene still doesn't believe that Rowden was her husband, which is kind of awkward. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we have Duke Royal of the Isle Plantation. Apparently, Royal doesn't want to take action against the king, but he comes because he knows Iodon's rule has been horrible for the nation and also because he's bored. Uh, he's also apparently the only Elantris appointed official left. So he was he was specifically an Elantrian appointed person previously. Um, next to Royal is Count Ahen, and he and Royal are either good friends or old enemies. Ken says they've been squabbling forever and wouldn't know what to do without the other around. And then the final man at the meeting is Eden, Baron of the Tea, uh, tea Plantation. Apparently his lands aren't very fertile, uh, and he's tried to make some money via investments but fell through, and he's likely to lose his title the next tax period. Uh, due to this, he's their biggest supporter. And I think one of the reasons his lands aren't very good is because the chasm that opened up during the sh uh, when the Riode happened is in his lands. Chasm. Whatever. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> so what do you what do you think about the initial thoughts about the five men that showed up? Um, well, they're like noble or whatever. So I figured they would be like douchebags. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah I agree. That's my, that's my original thoughts on every normal noble unless they prove me wrong so <clears throat> i mean technically serene and keen are also nobles and they're assholes so you know <laughs> okay who the hell's keen keen is the uncle right yeah. i don't like him <laughs> and serene is just an asshole but like nice about it she's a sarcastic asshole which makes it better yeah mm, sure Unfortunately, she did not well, kick that it, dude off the wall last time, which would have been great, but... <laughs> I mean, it would be great if she had a brain and could figure out where Rowden was, but, you know. I mean, how is she supposed <laughs> to figure that out? Okay, but I hate the fact that she literally oh, looked yes. at him. Yep. That's from far away. I get it, like, 
they were they're not gonna recognize him, but like that's sad. Like he was right there. Yeah. I know. I thought they had like a connection or something. Yes, from just like a couple letters and phone calls, wait, basically. Wait, what if? Oh no, but that's I, I can do a con- I can do a connection with Les. What were you saying, Dickness? I was gonna say, what if like she tries calling him? <laughs> well, I don't think I mean, Ian's working that's anymore. The, yeah. Although to be fair, if Ian's not working, that would probably actually be more suspicious. Why? What happens when they die? Well, I, we don't we don't is, know if anything happened. Like we we've not been well, given any information about what happens if a master dies. So we also don't know if they just, as far as we know, they don't just disappear. You think he would just be given to someone? There's no way it disappears if there's that like you know there's there's got to be someone in that line that died before being able to pass it on like themselves. Yeah, you think the the Seon would still be alive? So you think she'd be able to like contact the Seon and be like, hey. Where's Rowden? And if he's, like, all fucked up and can't respond, then you'd be like, huh, that only happens to Elantrians. What if it's, like, static noise? <laughs> or leave a voice well? <laughs> Please leave your name and number after the beep. Um, but yeah, so food is unserved, and Serenity insists she'll be staying, even though Keen mentions that women in Aralon generally don't get involved involved in politics. Uh, Ahan is against Serenity joining them, but she responds that he should be grateful for an extra person after such a reduction in numbers. Uh, this causes Royal to laugh and say he knew she couldn't have been as stupid as she pretended to be. Uh, however, Royal then notes he also doesn't think she should be here, and Serenity responds that she was a diplomat in Teod, and that her new unbiased opinion is invaluable to discussion. Eden then also notes that he doesn't want to risk his safety, safety for Serenity to assert her liberated nature. Uh, and before Serenity can say anything in return, Shudan states that Serenity would be their queen if Rowden had lived, and they should show her more respect, as her title is just as flimsy as their own. And Serenity internally scolds herself for not using her marriage to Rowden to her advantage. Uh, so what are your thoughts about Shudan uh, being the one to speak on Serenity's defense? Uh, I'm upset it wasn't the uncle. No. Well, I think he's too biased. I feel like yeah, the uncle I'm pretty sure it was some up. other... I don't remember what the other guy's name was. So, yeah. Lucal? Yeah, like, he was like, oh, it would be very, whatever. Yeah, I mean, uh, he seemed like a great person. Yeah, no, I'm saying I'm upset it wasn't the uncle. Oh, I just feel upset. like it's Yeah, so I, I, just, I just feel like it's, if it's her family speaking up, it holds less weight to the others. Sure, but you uh, also don't need to be an asshole about it. <laughs> yeah, also just as a reminder, Shudin was the young Jindonese guy. Because mm. I know it's hard to keep track when you what first... What are these names, bro? Like... Hmm? These names fucked me up so bad. Uh-huh. Yeah, the names... He, he he does try and dial back on the names a little bit in future books because people were like, these names are a little over the top, dude. <laughs> so he does try and dial it back a little bit in future books, I feel like. Like, I feel like what? Warbreaker was a bit easier. Yeah. I feel like the rest of his books are pretty similar to uh, Warbreaker in terms of naming. Mistborn, I think, actually has probably the easiest names. They're supposed to be, like, French-based names. I need someone, like, named... Like the whitest, simplest name. Bob. Bob. John. Oh, gosh. Or Steve. Or. Or. What's a Bob. name? Bob. Bob. <laughs> um, I can't think of female simple names. Sarah. S- S- Lucy. Jessica. Stacy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Stacy's uh, mom. Got it going on. <laughs> so Serenity then tells the men that she cannot know her husband, but at least she would like to participate in something that he was so passionate about. Uh, the other men finally agree, and they begin eating. The men eagerly compliment Kin's cooking skills, and Kin responds humbly about it. It's then brought up that there is an old Elantrian tradition called the Widow's Trial, uh, which apparently is when a widowed 
uh, woman has to like hand out food or blankets to the poor. Uh, and Serenity's a bit annoyed that no one told her about this, but Ahan notes that Serenity is always either at the palace or Kin's home, so she doesn't really interact much with the other nobles. Um, so what do you think Serenity is going to do for her widow's trial? Slaughter. <laughs> I mean, hopefully something great, but probably nothing. She'll probably just be a hermit. Well, it sounds like they expected she probably should do something. Yeah, sure. They expect a lot of her. <laughs> they, want her they want her to go be a woman and do womanly things, and she's trying to be a man, so. Oh. I um, mean, it, it, that's how it was. You said that she's playing with the boys. Yeah, well, and Tio, at least, it wasn't really considered unwomanly, I think, to do these sorts of things, no, so it's but more just it's, air we're talking about backwards. Here. Yeah. yeah. yeah so. Uh, so it's also known that Serene has missed two balls, as normally men are the ones invited, and then they bring, like, a sister or a wife or whoever with them. And so. she, she'd probably just gag anyways. Uh, so Ahan suggests that they have uh, some men invite Serene, but she replied it will look bad if some young bachelors take her when she's supposed to be grieving and staying faithful to Rowden. Serene then suggests the men from the meeting take her, as they're old enough to not cause a scandal, and it doesn't matter that some of them are married, as so is she. She's like, let's have some old guys take me to these balls so I can get more court gossip, more information. Uh, so do you think these balls, uh, her going to these balls with these guys, do you think it's going to cause a scandal since she's going to be accompanying men that aren't her husband? Or do you think it's going to be like more more useful or more of a hindrance to like her plans? I think it's going to be hindrance. useful for her plans, but it's also going to be like a scandal. Mm. I mean, yeah, the, gonna... the, uh, it sounds like the balls are massive. Um, I just blanked. Holy shit! <laughs> I could, I could do that to you. Um, I feel like balls can also do that to you. Anyways, yeah, no, I blanked. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <Fuck>. Mythic. <laughs> um, no, I, I think I think they're a big. They're something very big in the city. I'm sure. And uh, yep. politically, it's gonna be. She kind of has to go to them if she wants to get any kind of political standing, even as a woman. Yeah, so it sounds like it's it's important to be invited to these so she gets more information, but yeah, who she goes with could be an issue, it sounds like. It uh, sounds like a political issue. Yeah. Why does she just paint the balls, you know? Gosh. Yeah, I know, right? Golden. <laughs> so the discussion moves on, and Eden eventually mentions that he thought they had agreed to stop meeting. Uh, Eden says they had agreed to stop meeting for a time, not forever. Then Ahan brings up that Eden should be most happy that the meetings will be continuing and brings up uh, when the next tax period period will be, as Eden is the one struggling with his finances. He basically just makes a dig at him, being like, "Shouldn't you be happy we're doing this? Like you're fucked up. You're gonna you're gonna get fucked over if uh, tax season comes up." Mm -hmm. uh, Manipulative little bastard. <laughs> and it's then mentioned that they can't do much with uh, without Rowden, as he was. Uh, too well loved for his father to move against him if he learned of their group. But now that they don't have that protection, uh, so it's Eodon could easily come after them if uh, they get found out here now. Uh, I mean, and, why haven't they came after him already, though? Well, it's it's assumed that Eodon... I can't say names. Eodon uh, doesn't know about them yet, but like having Rowden was like a good protection if he did find out. Well, I mean, I feel like that's a... A stretch. I feel like they killed Rowden for that reason, but sure. Mm, I see. Well, I think this what is their first. Did they kill him for the the fact that he's going against the crown? I was hoping Minnet will answer. Uh oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. As as Minnet said, it has been previously stated that like Rowden was like very against some of his father's stuff, mm -hmm. and he would often like do things to undermine him. 
Nope. So that's why they killed him. I'm not saying that they I, killed him. I do believe that somebody in the book though also made the comment that they think that uh, it's possible. So I think Serene does later in this chapter. Mm-hmm. Where was I? Um, so yes, about to tell us why they killed him. No. <laughs> so now, keep, uh, keep, poking Lukal... keep poking at darkness. Eventually, she'll crack. So Serene and Lukal then mention how the way Iodon is ruling will destroy Aralon if they wait for Iodon to run himself into the ground. Endel suggests having his soldiers take Iodon hostage or kill him. Most of the others, however, wow. don't... <laughs> yeah, he's just like, let's just kill him. Uh, but most of the others don't think that he'd be able to get to the king. Uh, and Serene then steps in, saying there's another way to have the system overthrow itself. So you suggest giving the peasants a percentage of what they produce and making them feel loved as oft- this often leads to better workers. If they become richer this way, it'll undermine the way Iodon rules the country. Royal says they'll think about it, but Serene pushes him to make a decision now, and all of the men eventually agree. Uh, do you think this plan will be able to work fast enough for it to undermine the king, or do you think they'll end up having to resort to something more drastic? Yeah, I think that's too slow of an action. I mean, I agree. Definitely got to go a little more drastic on it. Mm. Just like, this would work, so why not set the whole palace on fire? <laughs> oh, God. Maybe not that drastic. <laughs> oh, gosh. <clears throat> So, after everyone has supposedly left, Serene overhears Royal and Kian speaking to each other. Royal is speaking on how Serene snuck control of the meeting from him, but she barely nearly lost it after backing him into a corner. Serene makes herself known and replies that it was a calculated risk. She explains that she needed uh, his open support and waiting a couple days would have lost the impact she needed. Uh, she brings up the fact that she thinks that Rowdon was murdered. Royal seemed to think it was unlikely that Iodon would have his own son killed, and even wonders if perhaps Rowden is still alive, and that they just used a lookalike in the casket, which we know isn't true. <laughs> but that's what he thinks. Uh, and Serene doubts that, well, they may have used a lookalike in the casket or no body, but anyways. Uh, either way, he, he definitely wasn't replaced fully. Uh, Serene doubts this and says, usually if a monarch takes out a rival, it's permanent. Uh, but as Serene has the most access to the palace, she says she'll do some more digging and have Ash search the dungeons thoroughly, just in case. We also learn that Ash is currently in a Lantris, as Harathan is focusing on it. Royal and Kin don't seem to, to think he can be in much danger, but Serene is convinced he can be, and says he might be the same one that was in charge of the takedown of Duladel. So, since Ash is in a Lantris, do you think uh, Rowden and Ash will come across each other? And if they do, do you think Ash will even know it's Rowden? Who is Ash? Ash is his little thing. It's her seon. Yeah. Oh, I completely forgot that that happened. Yeah, so Ash is apparently in in Elantris right now. I think he's technically probably in Elantris while Rowden's in his next chapter where he's, like, with Karata. Mm -hmm. I wonder why it can't just, like... Find him? Find the... Yeah, find the... What's it? The the other light ball. Ian? Mm -hmm. Well, it sounds like it's a really big city. It's, it's, It's... Ash is going in but, to, like, search for information and, like, look around. But, I mean, like, they communicate from across oceans, and you're telling me they can't find As it. I said, I have no I'm idea not... how the communication thing works now that Ian's all fucked up. What she's saying is that she has an idea, but she can't tell us. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. She said, that, she said that, like, there was more to it, so, yeah. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I feel like you guys are going to look into every little thing I say and then be disappointed yes. if I don't have all the answers for you. <laughs> 100 percent we're gonna look into Ooh, everything you say you just refuse to give them to us because you're exactly green. <laughs> all right so anyways uh luke will then eventually comes back and he and kin go to clean the dining room uh leaving serenity and royal alone 
Royal mentions how Keen once had a cook, but he couldn't stand her methods, and she ended up quitting because they like were fighting so much about the cooking. Uh, Royal then tells Serene that he had pretty much given up on help from the other nobles and was just discussing more dangerous ideas with Kin, but he thinks Serene's idea could work. He does warn her not to overexert herself, though, or to use too much force when only a little is needed. And Serene kind of notes him as being kind of grandfatherly. And then we move to chapter 12, which is Harathan's chapter, which apparently you guys don't remember at all. Because <laughs> it's... I don't even know boring. he had a chapter. It's uh, boring. Okay. So, uh... Harathan is thinking about how preaching in languages other than Fjordal is profane. However, he knows that trying to get a whole country to learn Fjordal before teaching them about Jadis is highly unlikely. Just yawning on purpose right now. <laughs> Wait, what? It's like you were yawning. Oh, pretty, pretty sure he did <laughs> I that. I did yawn. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure he did that for uh, a reason. So. Um, however, he knows that trying to get a whole... Uh, where was I? Thus, he learned Aeonic <laughs> and Duladin and preached in those languages. He also used his speech... Uh, he's also so used to his speeches that he barely has to think as he changes his tone and volume of his voice. Uh, Harathan notes that most of the people here just came because he was an oddity and new here, but he felt their pride at being one of the first to join would keep them coming as Shudareth grew in K. He also notes that the temple is full of people, even some having to stand at the back. As people begin to leave, Harathan thinks that he'll have to choose a new head artist soon. Uh, so what do you think about the temple already getting full for their meetings? Do you think this means it's likely that Harathan will be able to convert the majority of the city? I doubt it. That's it. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think they're going to convert anybody, hopefully. I see. But that's just because I don't like this man. <laughs> well, actually, I think they're going to get us, like, select few. Like, uh, what's that name? What that, the fucking feral dog-sounding dude. Dilaf? Yeah, there you go. Like, maybe toned down, but I feel like they're definitely going to influence like the odd ones out. <laughs> mm. uh, so yeah, so as people start to leave, Dilath gets up and begins preaching about his hatred for Elantris. Uh, he isn't well-practiced or following the rules of public speaking like Harathan was, but he grabs the audience's attention in a way that makes Harathan a little jealous. Harathan notes that he is not as passionate as Dilaf. Uh, and once Dilaf is done, he collapses onto a pew, tired from jumping around erratically uh, at the front of the temple. Uh, so what do you think about Dilaf suddenly speaking and about it mostly being about hating Elantris instead of it being about the religion? Well, oh, sorry. <laughs> mm. uh, this is where like my point of it getting out of hand comes in. And if Parathen can get jealous of Olaf, then... <laughs> um, then it does show that um, he's definitely going to lose control there. And then, like, it's going to go into, like, upscale, probably war against the lunches. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or the people that are, like, trying to keep him there. I see. Do you have any thoughts, Mythic? No, it's gonna, not really. It's going to end up being, like, a cult against the lunches and, like, <laughs> less about, like, the actual... Um, Religion? Uh, yeah. I see. Uh, so then, after everyone leaves, finally, Duke Tellery speaks to Harathan, saying it had been a good move to have Dilith... Dilaf go after him. Uh, Harathan acts like it was planned and says it's good to speak to both the logical and passionate sides of an argument. He then asks if Tellery had thought of his proposal, which Tellery says he agrees to the proposal, and Harathan responds that he will let Fjordan know. Uh, do you have any theories about what this proposal might be? To overthrow the king. I mean, that works, yeah. <laughs> you think that's what's going to be too, Darkness? I mean, I kind of was just waiting for it to be revealed, and it never was. No, it's not <laughs> revealed yet. It's secret. Let us overthrow the kingdom. <laughs> Makes them all listen to us and our boring speeches. 
Apparently uh, it wasn't boring because that dude was breaking his ass off. Yeah. Uh, so Harathan then goes up to Delaf, stating that he shouldn't have done something without asking Harathan first, but that he may have Delaf speak again in the future. He knows that Delaf hadn't left him many choices, and unfortunately he was a good tool. Um, do you think Delaf is going to keep like doing these like sudden things without Harathan's yeah. permission? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. He's a bit uh, all over the place, this guy. Uh, so Harathan then moves to his personal chambers and thinks about how uh, he's about to do something that only the Gjorns and Wern know of. Uh, first, though, he meditates for half an hour. Then he moves some tapestries that were hiding a trunk, the key to which is on a gold chain around his neck. And then inside is a smaller box which a bunch of, with a bunch of levers and knobs, which he twists in a certain pattern that has never been written down. It's very secret. And inside the box is a seon with a feminine voice, which Harathan tells to be quiet. He notes that it seems unfailingly obedient, but he doesn't trust it as easily as the other Gjorns seem to. He thinks about how it has taken him years to accept that using this heretical magic was worth it for instant communication with Wern as it furthered their plans. So what do you think about the fact that Harathan has a Seon and that the Seon is so obedient? Do you think that Harathan is right that the Seons may have the ability to betray their masters? Mm, I don't think they will betray their masters. I do think they have the ability to do so. Yeah. I mean, like Yaz and I agree with him. Yeah, like I, yeah, I, I think that, I think that's the only thing I remember from the this whole chapter. Uh, but I, I definitely think he's kind of right in one area that you know they could, if given the right incentive, they could probably you know do quite a lot of damage with the knowledge that they probably have mm-hmm. consciously. Like, yeah, and uh, they, and it also makes because darkness kind of brought me on the concern about. Why can't they? I mean, if they're talking to each other anyways, then they're whatever the balls of light should be able to tell Siri that, yeah, and yeah, and tell Siri that you know, wait, crazy. So, mm-hmm. Siri, <laughs> yep, I'm gonna keep calling her Siri because I don't her her Serene is like it's a hard thing for me to remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he then tells the Seon to get Wern and notes that Wern's Seon is always watched by mute servants. Uh, the ball of light drips like water until it forms Wern's face, and Harathan bows before stating that he wants to discuss a proposal regarding one of the lords of Erlon, which I, we can assume is what he was discussing with Lord Tellery. That's where that chapter ends. Thank so we... God. <laughs> and then we're back with a Rowden chapter. Uh, Yay! We get a new Aeon, which is Aeon Dio, meaning gold or metal. Uh, and so... Currently, he and Galadon are going over some books in the Karathi Temple, which Galadon had brought from his underground study as he still didn't want the others to know of it. Uh, Rowden had found a book written completely in aeons and a dictionary that he thinks might be more helpful than the geography books that they seem to mainly be finding. Galadon also also notes that Rowden is sickeningly sickeningly optimistic. Uh, So why do you think Galadon is so possessive of these books? Because, I mean... Who wouldn't be? They could hold like knowledge. Yeah, the knowledge that you literally need to like. Yeah. Knowledge is power. To life, it. What were you gonna say, Mythic? Yeah, knowledge is power. Mm. They hold knowledge, so he wants to hoard them because giving knowledge to the wrong person could be disastrous. Mm-hmm. And he's also already had to give up all the like fronts and backs of his books for the leather they've made into shoes and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're exposed to the slime. Uh, so yeah, so it's... Slime, ma- hmm? slime makes them more powerful, though. Does it? <laughs> uh, so as Galen collects the books and goes to leave, he glares up at the ceiling where Mare and Rill are working, as he apparently thinks it's going to collapse on his head at any time. 
Apparently, Maresh had developed a clay-like combination of wood scraps, soil, and sludge to add to support beams and cloth to repair the ceiling. Which sounds awesome. really stable to me, <laughs> but I'm no engineer. I mean, I mean, I've seen I've seen clay buildings built, so I guess that's I'm sure true. it would work. Clay buildings yeah. are pretty stable, so. Yeah, uh, yeah, like if you build them right, they're you could make an igloo. I mean, they make igloos out of ice blocks. Like, yeah, you, you could definitely hundred percent. So yeah, anyways, they're they're repairing the ceiling of this temple. Thank God. <laughs> it's also know that there is another newcomer named Lauren who is wearing leather gloves. Leather gloves. Why am I so tongue tied? Gloves. Leather gloves. The best gloves. <laughs> and clearing out a garden from outside the temple. Galen yeah, asks, and that, that farden, yeah. Uh, Galen asks about what Lauren is doing, but Rowden is being secretive about his plans and just tells Galadon to wait and see. It's also noted that since Lauren, there have been no new people thrown into Elantris. Uh, then a man calls out to Rowden from the doorway. The man states that he has heard that Rowden can make the pain go away, and that he's been here a year already, and this is his last hope before becoming a Hoed. Uh, we learn the man's name is Kahar, and that he used to used to wash streets. Rowden is happy to hear this and asks Maresh to show Kahar where the fresh water is, which apparently Maresh has made traps to catch the rain, as he wants Kahar to start cleaning away the grime. Uh, so what do you think about the improvements to the church that Rowden is having these people work on? He's going to become a god, and they'll all praise him at this church. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure having less grime on the floor would keep you from slipping as much. <laughs> if you make a building look pretty in this dingy, disgusting area... People are going to be drawn to it, yeah. get more Which followers, exactly, and you have a cult. Which is exactly sort of like the point that he made further on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, about wanting them to have hope kind of idea. Uh, more of like the not moving part. Mm. I don't know if you guys remember that. but Yeah, you <laughs> mean like when uh, Galen says like they should run away? Yeah. Oh, the not leaving Elantris that we're talking about? No, specifically not leaving the house. Yeah, it's going to come oh. up in a second uh, when Karata shows up and threatens them. Galen suggests, like, running away, like, mm, hiding. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, right in the notes to himself that it's hard to keep up the optimism, but as the leader, he can never let his pain show. He also knows that the pain is already so much that he sometimes struggles to focus, even though he's only been here for a week and a half. That, that's not good if he's already struggling with it at a week and a half. I mean, he's barely eating it. He's already was hurt. Like, of course, he's probably in a lot of pain right now. Mm -hmm. And then I mean, some... that stubbed toe would be terrible. He's got a stubbed toe. I think he's got a couple bruises, he says, as well, already. Mm -hmm. So, just slowly adds up. Yep. Oh, um, and suddenly... God, it makes me look at zombies in a whole new light. <laughs> I'm never going to hurt a zombie again. <laughs> it's a zo Imagine this being a zombie movie. I mean, it is a zombie movie. Yeah, I was like, it's not. <laughs> no, I meant like actual, like a movie instead of just a book. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, one day, cool. one day, I hope he makes Warbreaker and well, all apparently the books he, movies, he hasn't so. given uh what series it's about, but he has said that he's in talks with Hollywood currently about something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hopefully Warbreaker. <laughs> I'd love to see what how they what they do with that. I think most people are assuming. Just, but... Uh, the first thing that would probably be produced is either a Mistborn or one of his other series, one of the ones I haven't read that aren't on our list, like Rhythmatist or something, because apparently those are some of his most popular stuff. Mm. So they'd probably start with something that's like his most popular and then go to other stuff if uh, 
Charlie Warbreaker's not the most popular. It Holy is not. Shit. No. It's a really good book. Yeah. yeah, no, Mistborn, I think, is by far of the stuff we've read the most popular. Honestly, like, I'm pretty surprised, but, like, out of, like, all the podcasts I've been listening to and stuff, like, they've mostly just, like, skip over Warbreaker. Like, I've not had anyone go through Warbreaker that I've gone through the podcast of yet. I have. I've seen a podcast that has Warbreaker. Oh, have you? I yeah, the Shardbreaker podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, one of the it's ones got that... the, it's got that really it's got the, that really cute uh Wolfen VTuber on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, so I think I guess the other two are okay. I mean <laughs> Wow. Um anyway, so suddenly Saolin rushes in and states that a dozen men with steel weapons are coming towards them. And just as Saladin has explained this, the men and their leader, Karata, come in holding Rustin and chipped swords. Uh, Rowden notes that Lauren... Aren't they steel? Hmm? Aren't they steel weaponry? Yeah, they're steel swords, but they're rusted and yeah. chipped. But yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, they made a big deal about it being steel. Yeah. Well, he says, yeah, I, not... I said that they were steel weapons. Yeah, but it's because they're not supposed to have steel in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They didn't think there was any steel in Elantris. Because there's not. They left and got it and then came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Radan notes that uh, Lauren apparently was supposed to have been Krata's, I guess he went, like, her direction when he stole him, and that she is likely here because of that. Uh, so Krata glances around the building and then tells her men to destroy the building, chase them out, and break some bones. Uh, however, Rowden stops her by saying he can get her into the palace. She then says the guard has doubled around Elantris and that they won't even be able to leave the city, but Rowden says he can do that as well. Kreta agrees, saying that she'll be back tonight, and if he fails, she'll have the bones of all his people broken. So before you had read later into the chapter, why did you think Karata wanted into the palace? To kill the king. Yeah, that's what I think Galadon had assumed, was to kill the I king. I thought it was to kill someone else, not the king. Like, someone else in the palace. Well, I still, yeah. Even after when Rowden asks her, are you, what are you, your intentions with, you know, whatever, and... She said it wasn't to kill the king. I still thought, yeah, he's, she's going to kill somebody, though. <laughs> yeah. That's what everyone seems to assume about her, is that she was there to kill someone. Um, so we then skip a bit to Galen telling Rowden uh, that they can just hide, as Coretta can't have her man spread too thin. He also suggests that Rowden is becoming another warlord, but Rowden says he isn't, and that he wants to give the people of Elantris their life back. So this is what Darkness was talking about earlier, where Galen's like... Like, if she's she's going to come back, but we can just, like, hide. Like, Elantris is a huge city. We don't have to stay here. Like, she can't send her men out too far. Otherwise, the other gang leaders will go after her people. Okay, I got what you're saying. Stay at this specific church. Yeah, so he he wants to stay at the specific church. Because they've been, like, working on it, making the ceiling and everything. So, mm-hmm. made, clearing out the makes garden. Sense. Makes sense. Why would you want to leave a place that you've already established yourself in? Mm-hmm. Well, Galadon obviously doesn't have... Yeah. Uh, faith that Rowden's gonna make it through this. That's why he's Galadon, suggesting this. Galadon is naive. <laughs> Galadon's obviously has never seen <laughs> Galadon has never obviously seen uh, a master persuasive person. He's never met a bard before. Exactly. I would like to fuck your dragon. Oh gosh. <laughs> I don't think there's any dragons on uh, this I would like to roll to seduce your dragon. I don't think there's any dragons on cell. <laughs> I would like to roll to seduce your Siri. <laughs> oh. <laughs> think, uh... I think Susabron would have something to say about that. Different Siri. <laughs> the, the, the now Siri. I, I would not, I would not take, I would not take Susabron's Siri. <laughs> Susabron is too good of a boy. He's such a good boy. And he'd also, he's also very powerful. He'd fuck Rowden up. 
Yeah, I agree. You'd like hold him a little too hard with like a cloth, and he'd like get all super bruised and un- and unhappy. <laughs> but he can't die. So. Yeah, exactly. He- Susabron, on the other hand, can die. Not easily. He's pretty powerful. Susabron, on the other hand, can die. He'll come out of breath eventually. Um. So. I then- mean, Rod is persuasive enough. He could probably tell him to say the words, and then you know. <laughs> Rowden becomes an awakener. Oh my god! Combined! <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, you know, I do it too. I knew this I knew this book was just another repeat of Warbreaker. He he get he awakens a, a rug and makes it a flying carpet so he never has to walk anywhere and he'll never get injured. Yeah, exactly. Just have cloth and grab then, things for uh, him, do work for him. Exactly. He never has to worry about anything again. Sounds good to me. I mean, why doesn't he just have his his uh followers carry him everywhere? <laughs> oh no. That's I mean, a terrible idea. Full, full blown, cl- uh, full blown cult here. You know. I don't think he actually wants to make a cult. I think he's having creating a cult. Okay. I think he's lying to. I think he's lying to everybody, and he his real goal is to make a cult. That's a good goal, right? <laughs> the cult of Atlantis. Uh, so we then skip to nighttime, and Rowden has brought Karada to the well. Uh, he notes that they can take the underground river pretty much straight to the palace, as they can't drown. Apparently he, he tested this, and he could hold his breath for well over half an hour without any issue. Uh, Kreta has him go first, because she's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going first on that shit! <laughs> um, and so he uses a rope made of cloth that uh, was made by Maresh, and it's... See, for- awakened! <laughs> it's not long enough, though, so he has to drop about ten feet. Uh, and before he can get swept away by the current, he grabs onto a rock. Uh, Kareta calls down to him and he confirms he made it and says as long as the tunnel stays wide enough for them to fit, it should be fine. Uh, Kareta then joins him and they float down the river. Uh, Rowden notes that he has to try hard to stay in the middle of the river to not be beaten against the rock sides, but the rocks are at least smoothed down from time, so they only bruise him instead of slicing into his skin. Uh, and eventually they make it out of the underground section of the river, and Rowden has a bit of a coughing fit, as his lungs are full of water, because apparently he didn't pay enough attention of keeping his mouth shut. Uh, and Kreta has to quiet him and shush him. And then they float down the rest of the river together until they get to the palace, uh, and Rowden tries to empty his lungs some more, which Kreta's like, don't don't cough too hard, because you're going to like feel like you've had a cold for the rest of your life then. And then he says, hey, I need to go to the west side of the palace. Uh, so, how many new bruises do you think Karada and Rowden may have gotten from that trip down the river? And are you concerned about the amount of pain that Rowden might be gaining because of that? None. They're pro. They're pro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yes, no, I'm concerned for Rowden and his possible damage. I think he'll be fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, th- I think he's just going to write some stuff in the air and all his pain's going to go away. Nice, nice. Uh, so... Karada is really good at avoiding the guards as they make their way around the palace, uh, and they eventually get to where Rowden wants them, but before they go further, Rowden asks if she intends to harm the king, which she denies. He isn't really sure if he believes her, but she, he does show her the secret passageway, which is behind a bush that you activate by pushing against a particular part of the stone wall. Uh, so were you surprised which... that Idon had was paranoid enough to have a secret passage? <laughs> I was going to say, which doesn't like seem suspicious at all, that he knew where that was but <laughs> well yeah he eventually says that, like his dad told him where it was uh in case of like i guess an emergency i guess this is before he decided to hate his son <laughs> when rowden was younger but i mean more saying it of like he's trying to keep his identity secret yeah. yet somehow he knows this odd passage into this you know thing nah 
Like, yeah, he's not very... Are... You're, not, you're not hiding it very well, Rosie. He's, he's not, but he, I think he's got no choice but to get her into the palace, and that seems to be, like, the only way they're going to get in without being seen. Yeah, I mean, but, like, even later when she pretty much says his name, and he's, like, confused on how she all of a sudden knew, and I'm like, oh, you're not hiding it at all. <laughs> he's like, he's oh, not wow. very good de- He's not very good at deception. He has great persuasion, but, like, a negative deception. Exactly. He's, like, a 20 in persuasion, but, like, a... <laughs> Eight and fucking deception. High high, high charisma and intelligence, but low wisdom. Low wisdom, very low wisdom. <laughs> it's got like a negative two to wisdom. Yeah, I feel like the other guy what was his name Groudon or whatever. Uh, Galadon. Groudon. Galadon. That's it. Yeah. Uh, he 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 has like the opposite. No charisma and high wisdom. He's also got high intelligence. It sounds like he's well read. He says, but yeah, yes. low, low charisma <laughs> for sure. 100%. Kind of like uh, another wonderful boy we know named Vasher. <laughs> Vasher's got such a negative fucking charisma, dude. Oh, yeah. Nightblood's got great charisma, though. Advice. Um. Yeah, so they eventually get to a larger section. Wait, is this Vasher and Denth? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Vasher and Denth all over again. Oh, no. If Round is Denth, that's not a good sign. <laughs> not at all. And am I finally going to get my wonderful wish of having a, a bad guy win in the end? Oh my oh goodness. Um, so they eventually get to a larger section of the tunnel where there is a lantern and Rowden lights it but keeps it mostly closed so as not to have it be too bright in there. Uh, and Kreta says she thought secret passages only existed in children's tales and Rowden notes that Iodon really enjoyed those tales a lot, which also was definitely not a giveaway to like who he is. And when info about the fucking king mm-hmm. uh so radon also thinks about how he and his friends used to play in these tunnels as teens and it doesn't take long for them to get to iodon's bed chambers which the secret passage leads out behind a tapestry uh Karada keeps to her wor- word and barely glances at iodon before heading out into the hallway she makes her way to the guard barracks and into a room for a married guard's family radon wonders if she's going to steal from this guard for a second until he notices a sleeping child whom Karada gets uh, goes up to for a bit before leaving the room she nods and they head back. So, what did you think about Karada's reason to get into the palace? I mean, it all kind of just fell into place. I mean, it was it was it was nice, yeah. Yeah, nice we, get, we get a little more of it. Kill people. Yeah, we get a little bit more of it later, where she says that like it's her daughter. She never got to say goodbye. She left a note uh-huh. and a necklace. And, that, and then that she's saving all the children and yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. she should have stabbed her husband, bro. Like, I mean, I see. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? I was already in this assumption that all of these leaders, these faction leaders, had something that they were hoarding. Because the one was like, oh, I hoard all the books in this library. Mm-hmm. So her to hoard children doesn't really, it's like, it doesn't shock me at all. Mm-hmm. Especially since they kind of made that foreshadowing already when they were like, where's all the children? Like, yeah, somebody's probably holding them all. What do you think uh, Shower's hoarding then? Uh... Shower's the one we know the least about. I'll get back to you on that one. So as they're heading back, they get to Aidan's room, and there's a guard who sees them, and Karada is quick to attack. She keeps his mouth shut and tries to trip him, but he overpowers her because she's a weak Elantrian. Uh, And Rowden quickly tells the man to stop and draws an Aeon, stating if the guard moves within the next hour, the Aeon will kill him. Karada and Rowden... I said that was funny. It was one of my favorite scenes there. Yeah, he's like... It was very funny, yeah. Oh, he's just he, like, he, don't he, move. He rolled, a nat- he rolled a natural 20 on his deception there. Yeah. Because he has terrible deceptions. I'm surprised this man actually believed him. I was, su- 
that it worked. I was like, yeah. it's probably like nice and how that shit works. The other guy just rolled a nat one on his Arcana check. That's all. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. <laughs> it wasn't actually a good deception. It was just the other guy did real bad. <laughs> I mean, no, because didn't the other person, whatever her name was, also believe it? I don't think she believed it. I think she was just surprised to see him like draw an Aeon. Oh, I thought she believed it. Uh, uh, me. I don't see. No, she did. I literally don't know. <laughs> uh, so he says stop. They both look. He drew Aeon Shio, the symbol for death. Aeon set glowing. I don't think it says Karada's reaction. Mm. Yeah, no, she doesn't have a reaction. He just takes the sword there, and he's like standing in place, sweating, and then he just says, tells her to come with him. Oh, oh she gives him an reaction. indecipherable look. Bruh. And then she follows him. That's like no, like no sort of hint. Yeah. Like, so. That's that, so annoying. That's all we get from from her in regards to the. AM. Why is there a description of how she looks at him if she's not gonna look at him a certain way? Like... <laughs> it's indes- indecipherable. I mean, hey, maybe she is looking at him in a certain way. We just don't know it yet. Isn't she like? Oh, God. She watched him grow up. She says later. Isn't she like probably old Man. enough to be his mom? <laughs> Do they really age, though, after they die? What if that is his mom? No, No, I'm pretty sure they they confirmed his mom was dead. I know. (laughs) Well, they also confirmed that he's dead, so... Exactly, maybe she's here. (gasps) She's in a lunchroom. What if she is? I mean, who knows? I don't know if it said if uh, Rowden saw her die or not. It must be true. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so yeah, he he takes the sword, and uh, they quickly leave. And then after they've left the palace, Coretta admits uh, that the guard was her husband of 12 years and that the child she had seen was her daughter, who she never got to say goodbye and to. She was surprised, and she was surprised that uh, he didn't even recognize her. Yeah. She was kind of upset about that, that he didn't even recognize mm-hmm. her after 12 years of marriage. And that's where I make the comment about uh, Rowden and... Uh, fuck, what's her name again? Serena. I don't want to say Serena. Serena, yeah. How Serena didn't notice her. But she, it's not like she's because... known him personally for 12 years. She, like, talked to him briefly through a seon for a couple months at and, most. And these people were married, and he had no idea who they were. So, like, and had a child together. Like, yep. it, even if she didn't know Rowden, like, enough, I don't think she would have Oh, I see what you're saying. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't put anything against her for not, not recognizing him. I feel like they could be face-to-face, and she wouldn't recognize him. Yeah. Um, That's the only reason his persuasion works so well about how he's not routed. Yep. If only he wouldn't give away so many clues about his past and like use like uh-huh. they see the meaning of his Aeon name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you could have just named yourself freaking Fred or something, and no one would have guessed. Just God, I wish he would have named himself Fred so we could actually have a name that we know. <laughs> he could have been Fred, the like personal chef to the king. <laughs> Oh my god. And that's how he knows everything about everyone. <laughs> but anyways. What if he used that tunnel to smuggle spices? Yeah. Or like he's also yeah. the son to like a guard or something. He's like, oh yeah, I'm this guard's son and that's how I knew about this tunnel because I was friends with Rowden. Yeah, but then the fact that he knew about the noble and how he would know all the nobles so he knew he wasn't a he noble. For them. No. <laughs> if he like worked at the palace, you could potentially. Know all the nobles? I don't think I don't so. But anyways, still, uh, I feel like it would still be a lot better of a, a lot better of a, like, disguise. Not disguise. Uh, I agree. So. I agree. If he had a better backstory, yeah, better you know, story. made up backstory, it would be much better. But you didn't really think it through well. 
I mean, I don't, I don't know if he'd, Yeah, I don't know if he'd ever have been able to keep it from Galadon because Galadon's like the person he's closest to. But he probably could have easier kept it from Karada and other people. <laughs> like, I'm like, if anyone else finds out, like, it's not like well, it seems that I'm hard. Pretty, didn't she make? Didn't she make the comment she knew a while back? Though? Like, she said. Well, she said she, she had, didn't know at yeah. first, but she knew event. Like, eventually, she did know. Yeah. But she doesn't actually say when that was. She could have known before they went into the tunnels. Yeah, it's very true. Because she said she wasn't sure if she should hate him or not, so, like, mm -hmm. she probably did know. I mean, I mean, I'm, I feel like if it was me in her situation, I would have known probably about the time when he said, hey, what are you going to do to the king? And then I'd be like, why are you caring so much about this man? Like, that's when I would have put the two and two together. But, I don't know. I feel like she might have known from the time when he said, I can get yeah, you into the palace. Like, yeah, <laughs> the church. probably. She's like, who would get into the palace? Wait a second, I kind of recognize this guy. <laughs> Goes yeah, by right. spirit. Hmm. Oh man, oh, so uh, close. Um, Only seen this man grow up from an infant till now. Um. So anyway, so she, yeah, she admits that she knew who Radon is as she had watched him grow up, but she doesn't give an answer as to whether she hates him like his father or not. Uh. Then she says she thinks Radon is like Andon. And Rowden's father, and he wants to lord over Elantris, but Rowden says he just wants to help the people of Elantris. He explains how they are given seed corn in their baskets, and that he wants to try growing food for the people so that they aren't always hungry and can, can, and can sustain themselves. Uh, See? Smart. Yeah. So Kreta's amazed and knows that no one had tried that before, and I think uh, Rowden's thought is like, yeah, because everyone's like too focused on like their instant hunger that they don't think okay. about like future so now we're back so now we're back to the question you had asked me about before because mm -hmm. i wanted to wait till you got to that point is mm -hmm. i think he's hoarding food mm, you think showers men are, are hoarding i think food. i because i highly doubt rowden's the first person to realize that they can plant food mm. or even yeah, try it yeah so i think i think this man is probably hoarding food interesting okay because the three things you would need in a, like to create a society is knowledge, people, and food, like sustenance, something to eat. So if you have all three of those and all three of these factions, if you combine all three factions, you can have a pretty robust Elantris all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting. The like only that. problem is that the kids do not grow up, so... Yeah, they're going to be kids forever. But also no one can have yeah, kids, exactly. so... <laughs> um, but yeah, so what do you think about Rowden's plan to grow food? Did you expect this to be what he was taking from the food baskets? Yes. Every time they get yes. the food baskets, they've mentioned it. Yeah, that he's taken something, and yeah. I thought it was wine originally, but yes. Yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't surprise me. Did it surprise you, Darkness? Yes. Yeah. You weren't expecting him yeah, to be taking the grain? I, I, I mean... Oh, I wasn't expecting him to take the grain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that he thought about making food. Mm -hmm. I figured he would find a way to, like, you know, definitely start making... Like a stable food source, I didn't think it would be like that. Then mm -hmm. I'm just—I mean, I'm just surprised that none of these people have already thought about that. Like, yeah, exactly. how are you not smart enough to realize that like corn can be grown or you know grain can be grown and then made into food? Like, just gonna keep killing people to get food? Apparently, yeah, um... like that—that's <laughs> just crazy to me. So yeah, so they then walk to the gates of Elantris. Uh, they briefly notice a loaf of bread through a window. Rowden tells Kreta that they can't uh, go in to get to it. They don't want to be caught. 
uh, and then they move. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't, let me Sorry. learn to, like, caught in the Sorry. streets and stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, because the way he gets in yeah. is completely different. Well, his whole thing is, like, you don't want people to know that, like, we were outside the gates. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, it so they move, been hilarious. They move forward and around and approaches the guardhouse. So, like, he just strolls up to the guardhouse, and he's like, hey, yep. guys, they're almost playing cards. And they're like, oh, shit! <laughs> they, like, How'd you get, get out? out? Yeah, they're like, how'd you get out? They've got their spears ready. And Baran asks how they'll explain that they killed Elantrians outside of the gates. Uh, and also tells them not to get too close, as the shout is highly contagious. Uh, Which is they, fucking hilarious. Yeah, they eventually just open the gates, and like, I think they just like stroll in like, arm in arm, and like, Karen is like, snickering to herself. They're like, like, hey, let's just head on in! Like, this place is awesome! <laughs> Our home! Uh, oh gosh, what just happened? My notes just, like, my notes just, uh, oh, scrolled thought, up from my... the car. Okay, I thought maybe I was, like, glitching again or something. No, my, my whole thing just, like, scrolled up, like, five pages out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, where was I? Okay. Uh, but yeah, so they scroll stroll in, and then Rowden asks Krata not to tell people who he is, as he wants the people to respect him for what he does, not who he is. And also not to tell them of the river, so that people don't try sneaking into the city to, like, steal stuff from it, because he wants them to be self-sufficient. Uh, and Kreta agrees, and then tells Rowden that she wants to show him something. So before you read the next part, what did you think Kreta was going to show Rowden? Did you have any thoughts? Her room. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, you might be joking, but I literally did think that she was going to be like, let's, let's bone, but, you know. As we've said before, yeah. I don't know if they can. <laughs> we haven't, they haven't stated it in the book, though. They've stated their blood does not flow. Yes, but we have. They haven't stated that they can't do things together, <laughs> intimate things. Anyway. They don't actually have to have sex. They can I still guess. do intimate things. She still has. She still has some bodily parts that you know. They can still fake it. What better way to distract yourself from the pain? Exactly. I see. <laughs> you sound so comfortable with this topic. <laughs> yeah, I know her asexual self feels real comfortable. I'm sure. Uh, so did you say you you had a uh, any thoughts about what? <laughs> Quick, she was get off the show? topic. <laughs> um, Come on, I thought it was. I I definitely thought it was something she was stashing. I didn't expect it was that. Mm. <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah. I figured it was gonna be like. Sorry, I figured okay. it was gonna be like. I don't know if you guys have seen like the X Men stuff where they go into the sewers and then they they show like the underground people. I don't think so. Yeah, so it's like it's like each factions. I I figured when she did that. Like, each faction was going to have their moment where they show up, like, and, like, oh, look at this. We also need, like, help. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I do, I do think, going forward, I do think that uh, he's going to end up having to befriend all of the factions. Mm. So. Well, I mean, it sounds like, I mean, if Krauss already trying to attack him, who knows if the others will try and attack him after a mm -hmm. while. Because they're not and getting their find a way to defend his, defend his church, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so Karata then... Quick, get on the ballistas! Wait, 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 what if he does become, like, a god? Because he's in a church. That's <laughs> so what I just... Oh, yeah. Worship him like a god. Or a cult leader. Or both. No, just one or the other. No, it can be both. Well, because if he's a cult leader, he still remains his... He, he still holds his humanity. If he's a god, he's no longer human. No, because he can lead as the cult leader, and then, no. like, he has worship. No. The cult leader would be around, like, the cult themselves would be around him, so he would be the god of the cult, and there would have to be a leader, which would be Groudon. Gr 
Groudon? Groudon? Yep. That's a Groudon. Pokemon. Pokemon? <laughs> yeah, like Pokemon. That's the only way I can remember his name. Oh my god. Bro, I was like, did I hear that wrong? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got you got fucking Falafel and all his other fucking names. Oh, I'm, gonna name some, I'm gonna name some I'm gonna name some people too, right? Groudon. Um, so yeah, so then Karada shows Raudon a room full of happy playing children. Apparently she takes all the children into Elantris, and most uh, and her people are all people who had had children before becoming Elantrians. And they give all the food that they get to the children here, and apparently the children are also more resilient to hunger and pain than the adults. She also keeps a room of the children who have become Hoed. Um, so yeah, were you surprised to see the children here, especially like so happy and like chill? Like doing their yes, thing. I was I was surprised, but I wasn't like surprised that that's what was happening. I just assumed I didn't know who did it, you know. See, but I assumed, right here, oh, when I saw the group of children, I was like, okay, they're all happy. What happens to the like not happy ones, right? And then instantly, I thought of the Promised Neverland. Oh, oh no. my god! Oh my god! Uh, yep, sell them to the monsters. Oh jeez. Uh, so. Yeah, then Rowden then asks why Coretta is showing him this, and she says that she wants to join his group. She worries about what will happen to the children when she eventually breaks, and thinks that his plans uh, will at least help, even if they don't end up going exactly as Rowden dreams they will. Uh, and then we skip to Rowden getting back to the Karathi church, and Galadon is waiting outside for him. Galadon and Rowden... Uh, Galadon and yeah. Rowden eagerly crept over his shoulder, yeah. <laughs> and Rowden says he walked Coretta home like any gentleman would. So, were you surprised that Galadon was eagerly waiting outside for Rowden? I was, I was more surprised he didn't have a shotgun in hand. <laughs> you get my girl home in I twelve, or so help me, I'll shoot you. <laughs> Galadon was worried uh, about his friend. It's so sweet, mm-hmm, yeah. Mr. Pessimism. How old? It's just like, like, do we know how like he appears? No. I don't think um, they, so. They all appear old. They all appear old because they lost their hair and their shits all nasty looking. Uh, oh, okay. See. Well, they they say they said it. They, he's I'm pretty sure he said something about that. Like uh, Rowden, I'm pretty sure said something about that the people all look much older than they are because they lose all their hair and their skin is like all splotchy and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like because that one kid. The, the thing looked like an old man. The thing? Yeah, I don't think they yeah. give him any sort of age. We just know that he was a farmer for a while, so he's probably like... Well, we don't know that. Well, we he says he, he was. He, he states that he's a farmer, but he's not a farmer. He's something much far far worse. He's a god. He's a, oh, I was going to say, he's a like, person he's an farmer. Old, he's an Olantrian. Much worse than being any farmer. Also, this is apparently uh, someone's artistic representation of Galadon, what he looks like. Ooh, Galadon. Wait, where did you put it? Oh, I was like, what? Oh, hey. Oh. Galadon looks hmm. interesting. Yes. What does Rowden look like? Can we get a picture of that? Uh, I can see. And then I want to know what Serene looks like. <laughs> oh my god. I feel like some of these pictures don't make them blotchy enough. I feel like you'd be able to recognize what they look like. Uh... There you go. This is one of Rowden and Galadon together. Oh, wow. Okay. Hmm. Honestly, did not see Groudon as being like this, that big of a guy. And this is a different person's interpretation of Rowdon. You know, you know another interpretation of Groudon? 
Yeah, some of your Pokemon. The one, yeah, the one that's in the Pokemon games. <laughs> see, Anyways, now that I can uh, see much more, much more likely, in my opinion. The third one, yeah. Uh, so yeah, anyway, so they... Uh, he meets up with Galadon, and then they go inside, and Sowlin, uh excitedly exclaims that Lord Spirit is back, and Radon gives the man the stolen sword that he got from Karata's husband. Uh, Maresh asks if the king is dead, which he seems very excited about, the king potentially being dead. <laughs> uh, but Rowden denies this and says it's just stolen. He then informs the group that Karata's group will be joining with them, and Rowden ends by saying he wants them to see proof that the hunger can be defeated. That's the end of that chapter. So now for our overview questions. So first of all, what do you think will oh, happen? We're not going to fourteen. I thought we were reading fourteen too. Okay. Uh huh. Uh, what do you think will happen when Karada and Rowden's groups join together? I think the other factions will definitely take hell of interest. Here. Mm. Yeah, man. They're gonna be like, "Why are you doing this?" And then they're gonna yeah. be like, "Because we can." And then they're gonna be like, "Okay, let's join." Well, uh, I think they're gonna take notice. That's for sure. And then I think. <laughs> It's gonna. It's not gonna be just a let's join you. It's gonna be like, well, we could go to war, almost kind of idea. And then Rowden out here with his high persuasion is gonna be like, nah, we can all coexist, and I can create a better Elantris. Yeah, that's crap on right there. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I think that hundred mm. percent. I think I think they're gonna do, and then create a government, and then overthrow the government uh, outside of Elantris. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, this whole book is just a po big political scheme, so all I it's mean, about is politics so far. Definitely has a little more politics than magic in it so far. A, li a little more? <laughs> We've seen, like... I feel like every chapter we read is just some more politics. <laughs> We've we've seen, like, one piece of magic. And yeah, it's a fucking flank very, uh... Yeah, a light. That's I mean, all, 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 all of his books are pretty much some sort of politics with magic but i think this was definitely more warbreaker heavily... had no politics it's what are you talking about it was it was religion it wasn't politics their religion and politics were intertwined no it was all religion uh-huh but so i think this one definitely has the most it definitely is like way more politics than magic compared to the Hopefully other ones more than mistborn right mistborn is again political as well but it has a lot more magic because like the magic isn't all fucked up <laughs> i got the magic gotcha so you get a, you get a lot of magic in mistborn um but yeah so my next question was what do you think will happen with serene and the nobleman group they're all gonna die no i don't think they're gonna die i think they're gonna they're gonna see her as more of a over time they're gonna see her more as a a boon than a detriment mm. and then they're all gonna die yeah and they're all gonna come together and i i do think eventually hopefully her uncle dies i see defending uh, her but dies i see and then my final question is how do you think harathan's plans with lord Telry may affect uh serene and the nobleman's plans who who harathan and who? lord Telry. <laughs> Who's Harathan? Uh -huh. I remember none of that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't even know who Harathan is. So, do we know mm -hmm. about their plans? He, he can't. He can't have any influence in anything if you know he's doesn't exist. So. Unless the city's burning down, then I'll probably remember them by then. <laughs> no, but seriously, do we know their plans? No, we don't. You, you, they, he only knows that. Uh, we only know that he's he's doing something with Lord Tellery. We don't know what it is yet. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have no idea what they're planning, so can't really make a difference. But it's definitely bad for the king. So, 
and probably even worse for the Elantrians because of uh, Olaf. Yep. But he just likes warm hugs. <laughs> and I mean, oh. some people some people are worth melting for. Oh. He just wants to hug an Elantrian until they die, until they like mm-hmm. get crushed to pieces and are suffering forever. Hug hopefully he be- hopefully he becomes an Elantrian and then he can hug himself and kill himself. <gasps> I wonder, I wonder what would happen if he did. I would laugh so hard. If Dilaf became an Elantrian? Yeah. Uh, he would, like, he would just internally, like, combust, I feel like. Burn, him, burn himself, kind of like Midnight wants to do if she no, were having cramps like... forever. <laughs> I feel like if he did become one, he would, like, do his hardest to murderize everyone. Is that a word, murderize? Mm-hmm. I use it. Anyway, so for I next... Know it's... Oh, go okay, ahead. No, continue. No, go ahead. I was gonna say, I know it's not a word, but I still use it. Um. So, yeah, so... For next episode, we'll be doing chapters 14 through 17. So another four chapters. Unfortunately, only one route in chapter next time. Uh, How many Serene chapters? Two. Awesome. It's that, Serene, you know Wrath, means? and Route and Serene. Uh, can we just, can we just like, skip Wrath and... No. But that's so your boring. favorite character. You'll be so real excited boring. for the episode after when we'll have two Wrath and chapters. Gonna... Hopefully, one of those is when he gets murdered. <laughs> Damn! I never have to see another Harathan chapter again. And then it turns into Dilaf uh, chapters. Olaf, yeah. I don't know. What would you prefer, a Dilaf or a Harathan chapter? Dilaf. At least he has like a, a set goal. We know. We know Harathan's goal. Kill, kill the Holantrians. <laughs> anyway, so that that's it uh, for next time. Uh, so yeah, we'll see you. We'll not see. We'll we'll hopefully you guys will listen again next time. Thank you so much for for listening to our podcast and have a good day. Bye. If you don't if you don't like her, get in the comments. <laughs> There's no comments, but you can send me an email. There should be an email in the description. <laughs> get in the comments. Bye. Bye. Bye.